0: Partner Podcast Series. My name is Noel and I'm the Partnerships Manager here at NetAffinity. The purpose of this podcast is to educate, share and meet our international partners that we work closely with and to talk about all things hotels from technology, revenue management, marketing and distribution. Our next guest in the Partner Podcast Series is Will House, who is the Senior Regional Manager for Revenate. Good morning Will, how are you keeping? Um, I suppose the way I've been starting all of the podcasts recently is kind of giving... A little update when I saw when I saw you last. I think for you, we would have met each other at Hotel Tech Anonymous in Manchester in end of January, I think.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. End of January. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having us on here. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: To start off for our listeners, if you kind of give me a little, I suppose, introduction um, about Revenate um, and a little bit about yourself also.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So, um, so the company Revenate is uh, headquarters out, out in San Francisco. Um, uh, the company was started by Mark Hainaker in 2009. He's still the CEO, 11, 11 years on. Um, <laughs> we now operate in 130 countries globally. Um, and I, I don't know how many hotels that is, but it's, uh, it's a lot. I think it's around the 20,000 hotel mark. Um, and the company really works with with a very wide range of hotels from from small family hotels to, to, to larger hotels, to, to small groups, to large groups as well. So the company Revenate, I mean what we, what we do is, is uh, we, we give hotels a, a guest data platform. Um, so it's a cloud-based guest data platform and it operates along four key services. First one being a data engine. Um, that really is about cleaning, deduping and merging data, merging guest profiles. That data then feeds into a CRM. Uh, the CRM is is you know used to clean guest data and to uh, use that data to then communicate to the guests through the guest journey, uh, upselling and loyalty programs and things, things like that along the way. Um, and then the last two uh, uh, services, which are online review platform and a survey platform. Okay, so all those four services roll up into one guest data platform.
0: When a hotel is looking for a CRM, is it very much just the way the industry is changing at the moment, or I suppose, are they looking at, for, at it for a, as a guest communication tool?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Hotels have been slow to, to, which is surprising given that they are in the hospitality industry, which is where you, you know, meet and greet guests and you entertain guests. But hotels have actually been very slow over the years to pick up on this, to pick up on the fact that you need to retain your customers, you need to know who your repeat guests are, you need to know who your VIP guests are, your corporate guests, They've been actually really slow to pick up on this notion that you you can, if you have the information and the data on those guests, you can actually do that. Other companies, you know, the Expedias and the bookings and the, the, the major major OTAs and, and even going into other industries with CRM, you know, you look at credit card companies or you look at airlines, they all know exactly who their guests are and they they market to them in that way, that, you know, that's sort of segmented and personalized. But hotels have been very slow. So I think in the last couple of years, they've realized, you know, as you know, hotel tech has improved so much in the last couple of years. Hotels have started to realise, okay, we can actually take take control of of this of this you know guest information, and we can actually do something with it. So, yeah, demand is definitely increased uh, because of that. That also impacts on how we how we have. The product roadmap and, and what we develop as well.
0: So from, from a hotelier side, um, if, they were, if they were to use um, Revenate, they would be connecting Revenate to their PMS system and you're consolidating their data that's from their PMS system,
1: correct? Yeah, the, the PMS is the key integration that we would have with a hotel. Um, so to kind of like map it out as a, as a, as a picture, you know, you've got um, you've, a lot of different systems, a PMS system, maybe you've got a POS system, and maybe you've got, I don't know, like a review platform or something that a lot of different silos of data and the data doesn't really do anything. It just sort of sits there. OK, so the purpose of of, of Revenate would be to take all that data and, it, you know, Some hotels probably have data sitting on an Excel sheet somewhere, you know, they've they've been to a conference, they took a bunch of names down and it's on like an Excel sheet. So again, that data is really important and you need to put it somewhere to do something with it. So you would buy Revenate and you would basically take all the data from there uh, and through that data engine that we have, that first key feature, we would be able to put it all together, clean it and figure out, oh, you know, this Niall Lennon, he actually uh, stayed with us four times already this year we had no idea now he's a you know he's actually a vip we need to send him some kind of um communication which actually appreciates that fact
0: so you're so then once you have the da- data and you've kind of consolidated it together you then have the ability to use it over kind of I suppose, different platforms so whether they be kind of pre-stay post-stay during stay but I think what's really important as well um, is that you're also not only using the data from direct bookings through your website and booking engine, you're also consolidating the data from all reservations, from all channels. Is that right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of different channels that, that bookings come in. It could be from the telephone. It could be direct on the website. Very likely, it could also be from an OTA. Um, and these channels are all great. Um, but really, you need, you need to be looking at the most profitable channel. Um, and what is your most profitable channel? Well, it's it's direct business, um, it's email marketing communication. You know that, that, that doesn't cost you a lot, which is getting that direct business and then customer retention as well.
0: And if if a hotel was to was to join Revenate, kind of coming back to kind of to, to almost square one again, and they hadn't been using a CRM solution or or, or data solution previously you're able to use their data that was already in the PMS already?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we can take historical data and essentially, you know, you want to be a little careful with that. You don't want to take too much historical data. If the data is, when I'm talking about data, what is data? I'm, I'm talking about an email address and first name and last name, stay data, um, maybe spend data, you know, all those fields in that PMS. That's what we're talking about. So you want to be careful with how much historical st- data you get because, you know, people change, people change their email addresses, they change jobs, etc. So we usually say about three years worth of historical data is, is good data to, to go on. I think the, the key thing that you see often from, from hotels that, that don't have any kind of understanding of their data or ability to segment the data, to know how to communicate to guests, to do it easily as well, you know, like a kind of easy, quick email builder. The hotels that are not doing that versus the hotels that are doing that is quite a stark difference
0: you think hotels got inspiration for the data they had from the likes of kind of GDPR coming in and they were more concerned about their data or what kind of drives a hotel to to get get Revenate or or a similar solution
1: yeah good good question I think um, GDPR was actually um, a blessing in disguise it was a headache for everyone Um, it was was something it wasn't it was you know one of those things it wasn't fully clear and it still isn't completely clear of what you can and can't do and and the the, it's a little bit of a gray area still Um, but having said that it forced hotels to think oh we've got data, um, we need to do something about it, clean it up, you know, maybe even delete old data, make sure that people want to be messaged. I think that last thing I said was, is really the key thing. So the future of, of marketing, especially email marketing, is sending personal and relevant information to people that actually want to receive it. If I'm going on a holiday to Italy, I'll start maybe on Instagram, I'll start like following some hashtags about Italy because I want to know about Italy. If I want to buy a car, I might start signing up to some mailing lists for, for new car dealerships. That's because I'm interested. Yeah. You know, like, likewise with hotels, if I'm going to go on a, on a holiday to a region and I'm interested in a certain type of hotel, I might sign up to their mailing list because I want to hear from them. Okay, that's, that's the mindset that hoteliers need to understand is that people actually want to hear from you
0: with current circumstances at the moment are hotels communicating more than they would have previously or have they almost taken a a backward step in their in their communication to hotels kind of during their guests during COVID-19?
1: Yeah it's a it's a good um, question and it's one that we've we've noticed quite interestingly hotels
0: different hotels have
1: taken very different responses to it some have just kind of shut up shop and said okay no messages, nothing. We're just going bunker, to bunker down for a few months and wait till this storm blows over. Um, and then other hotels have actually ramped it up a little bit and started sending out messages like, hey, did you know we're doing this charity run or we're doing this charity? I had one group that is, is handing out food packets to NHS workers. Okay. And so they, they went into their um, database. They found all their local guests and they reached out to them and said hey we're raising money for our local nhs services you're a local guest you live in the area are you interested in helping or, or at least donating it's really cool yeah you know when you think about it like that and you think wow i can actually find the guests that i want to find and actually you know ask them something and that's the power of data um and and yeah the, the hotels that are, that are actually doing that are definitely going to be the ones that come out of this stronger they're going to be the ones where they open their doors people know that they're opening their doors you know people are like oh i know that hotel xyz down the road is opening next week because they told me you know Mm -hmm. because i'm interested and they told me um versus the hotels that have been completely silent who will go under the radar for sure massive massive difference
0: yeah and for a lot of our hotels that we've been working with i suppose from a digital marketing perspective we've kind of been encouraging them to follow the same line as well as to you know keep their keep their marketing campaigns going as they were maybe not obviously spend what they may have been spending previously kind of but still to try and keep the campaigns going even if they only be subtle campaigns because i guess what we've seen is people are planning ahead you know they might not be able to book their summer holiday now or or book their anniversary or their birthday weekend away but people are definitely trying to plan for that next trip, whether it being kind of in July, August, September, October, or later in the year, or maybe even early next year. So I still think it's important to have that kind of, I suppose, email marketing that are going out to hotels, as well as kind of the digital marketing campaigns. Happening. How, how has your experience been for, I guess, COVID-19 from a personal basis and obviously from a, I suppose, a, a business basis, obviously, are you working remotely?
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm working remotely, working from home, like I think, the vast majority of people are doing. And I have been doing that for I don't know how many weeks now, a lot. Um, <laughs> no, my, my, my experience personally from from the, this crisis, COVID-19, um, has been uh, definitely a mixed bag. The, the You know, a couple of weeks before it all kicked off, um, I was in a restaurant with a friend and we were talking about it, not really taking it too seriously. And then a couple of weeks later, this same uh, friend's dad actually caught the virus and, and died very quickly, you kind of realize okay wow this is this is uh something pretty pretty huge um come, yeah it, gets, it hits home a little bit and then you know on the other hand you know you are also in amsterdam um there isn't a physical lockdown here um we haven't had that, and things a lot of things have remained open and so you know you are kind of still riding your bike around and able to get outside and stuff so it's, it's been a, it's been a, definitely a, a strange experience. Um, we, we, me and my girlfriend actually escaped Amsterdam for a few weeks. Um, her parents were in a small hotel and restaurant in the North of the Netherlands in Friesland. Um, and so we escaped up there it's in, in the middle of nowhere. So there's a lot of space we could keep, you know, distance from each other. And they actually have these outdoor um, uh, pod type room and, and bathrooms um, in the fields, <laughs> you know, it's very kind of nature-esque and so we stayed in one of those for a few weeks which was great really really nice um to get away from
0: the city will a city like kind of amsterdam recover from from something like this and the fact that i suppose it has a massive reliance on i guess inbound tourism or would also get a lot of domestic tourism as well
1: there's not so much domestic tourism to amsterdam um the, the dutch do tend to see amsterdam as a tourist city so okay. they tend to stay away from it inbound tourism of course it's going to be quite a, a huge impact i was at a just before this, um, every, all, all the events were cancelled. The last event I went to was uh, was one in Amsterdam, uh, run by the. Is um, it was at the Heineken Museum at the top there? They've got this big hall space where they had this event, and one of the speakers was from the um, Amsterdam marketing company, um, and she basically said, you know, after this crisis, we didn't yet know it was going to be such a huge crisis, but even then, we said, after this crisis, we're going to have to change something. You know, we're going to have to adapt to, to uh, in, in some ways to suit inbound tourism because we can't we, we rely on it and we need it we need it to come back so i'm sure they get, i'm sure they're racking their brains now thinking like okay how on earth are we going to get these people back in the city safely and and uh yeah
0: i suppose in a, in a way there is i suppose some benefits with with instagram and the fact that obviously people do cycle quite regularly when they when they come to the city as as a kind of i suppose a a way to try and see the city um and obviously i suppose maybe the other opposite is that maybe some because it's quite an enclosed city in a way people are quite close to one another um and obviously it's a very sociable city as well versus people like to, to to grab a drink or something to eat as well so it's it's i think it has a lot of overlap with with dublin in that way um uh-huh. dublin would be very kind of heavy reliant on inbound tourism from the us and, and europe as well so um, and it's difficult to see especially for the remainder of 2020 how people will come in and yeah. i think people may may look to travel maybe more in 2021 rather than right now and from from a business perspective as well have, have, has the team moved remote um like yourself at the moment
1: yeah we've we've all been um the the business was quite quick to to act with this um it's the san francisco headquarters so a lot of the decisions are coming out of there and um as you've probably seen california is one of the first states in america um to really take take it very seriously Mm -hmm. and so with that the company also kind of took it very seriously as well and um we were very quick to shut our offices down um everybody works from home um and um, you know we're still having daily daily contact with the with the MD and 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 CEO etc. But um, yeah, they're very quick to act.
0: With the way with the way it's going at the moment, how is your contact with hotels? I mean, are hotels still kind of proactively contacting you? Is a are you taking the proactive aspect from your side, or what would be your kind of typical communication process with your clients?
1: yeah it's it's um it's one that it's we've, we've got a key message really which is um uh, empathy uh, understanding support um especially for the for the first couple of months of this mm-hmm. empathy you know hundred percent of revenate's clients are hotels, so we only work with hotels that's why on the one hand the, the the people love us because um we don't go into different markets you know we just focus on hotels so every the product is tailored to to hotels on the other hand, you know, when, when something happens to hotel, the hotel industry, it also impacts us as well. And so we've, we've definitely shown a lot of empathy, understanding and support. We've launched a COVID-19 hotel.info site. Um, that's basically a resource site um, for hotels and hoteliers to, to go in there. You know, over the years, we have put a lot of money into, into research and development. And we we're basically opening the doors and sharing all the research that we've got. Um, and doing a lot of um, interviews and things and making sure that it's publicly available so people can go in there and, and take whatever they need for, for free. Um, and then going forward, you know, the next couple of months is really about reopenings and, and the message that we're sending to clients is that in your area alone, you're going to have at least a hundred, maybe thousands if you're in a city of hotel openings mm-hmm. over the next couple of months. So how are you going to make yours different, right? How are you going to differentiate from the crowd? Everybody's going to go out there and say, hey, we're opening. What's the next message? You know, how are you really going to reach out to the to the people who are actually going to come and stay straight away? And which guests are those, you know? You're not going to be able to get Americans through the door straight away. So what, what else can you find? Which other guests can you find? And, and, you know, looking into your data, figuring out, okay, hey, let's draw a, a ring around the city of of uh 50 miles 50 kilometers and say let's reach out to those only guests who have stayed two or more times um, and have a, a spend of 500 euros or more really key guests get them back into the hotel first um, and do that proactively rather than just sitting back and waiting for, for things to happen
0: I guess with the, with the data as well that hotels would have, I suppose they might be able to target guests who stayed maybe from that September period to December period last year and, and put that into, again, obviously then filtering it down further within that kind of 50 mile radius. Are you kind of, would you be kind of sending out kind of special offs, kind of gentle, subtle messaging types, or is it more just a real kind of funnel of communication?
1: um you can both of those things can apply um you can look into loyalty for example um and say you know what we're going to reach out to all our, our regular guests and in a certain area who stayed this time last year and get them back in the hotel i i use a, a, an example actually which is um at the end of april every every year uh, me and my girlfriend we go up to see my girlfriend's parents because their it's their birthday it's the dad's birthday so every year i go to enterprise and i rent a car and every year I do, I do this like once, maybe twice a year, and every year I log in and I see these points. I've got, I don't know how many points, a few hundred, but I have no idea what they're for. And I'm like, okay, you know, what, I, I do this every year. I've got these points, I don't know how to use them. What do I, what do, I do? So I just ignore them and I go ahead and I book my <laughs> book. My but um, a smart way and then and the futuristic modern way of thinking about this is, hey, we know that Will House every year at the end of April books a car with us because he has to go and see his in-laws because it's his you know what do you call it father-in-law's birthday we know this so we're going to proactively reach out to him at the start of april every year and say hey will are you going to go see the in-laws this year do you want to book direct click here and get your car now save 10 percent." so if you do that with hotels think about the the last time they stayed you know it's the birthday it's six months since they stayed you know you start thinking about this and think you know be relevant, be personal to them. That's going to go a long, long way. Yeah,
0: because I remember when I used to live in the UK at the very start, I suppose, so many years ago now at this point, but when you kind of went to a new local bar, they'd always ask you your, your date of birth. And then when it came up to your birthday, they'd always send you, I suppose, a birthday drink in advance or a complimentary birthday drink. I suppose it's, it's nice, subtle messaging name. I suppose it's a, it has a nice kind of personal impact as well that almost they're acknowledging your birthday before you're, before your friends and family does hotels almost need to catch on to the way i suppose airlines do it yeah absolutely absolutely
1: hotels have this have this idea sometimes that they need to look at marriott or Accor and be like oh we need this big loyalty program and we need to um you know focus on x y and z to, to be like them but they're they're not, they're a completely different kettle of fish it's way more sensible to look at industries that use, use data in a, in a very, very personalized way that you can actually learn from. And airlines is a great one. KLM is a fantastic one. You, know, you get your birthday messages. You, you get a message about, for example, I fly home to, um, to Doncaster quite a lot because it's quite close to where my parents live they they always send me the the messages about Doncaster hey did you know we've opened up an extra flight to Doncaster I'm like oh yeah you know that because you're using my data to give it back to me (laughs) and I'm like actually that's cool that's good because I need to know that because I'm going to book a trip to Doncaster soon and it's good to know that they've got you know the extra flights running.
0: From the email marketing, I'm not sure if you have the statistic at hand, what kind of open rate would your clients kind of be seeing on, on their kind of email communication that they might be, that they might be sending out to, to their clients? It's hard to
1: say because everyone is, every hotel is different. Um, one thing that we do see is that you can more or less double your, your open rates when you do it in a personalized way. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so it's hard to say the specific number per, you know, across the board. But one thing is for sure is that a personalized subject line is gonna go a long, long way compared to a generic blast to your whole database. Definitely, hundred percent.
0: Where do you see the kind of the hotel industry going? I mean, do you see kind of I suppose the, the whole data collection two or three years down the line that kind of hotels will start to kind of invest further and continue to invest in companies like Revenate? I think definitely hotels are starting to figure out, Okay, we need
1: to take control of our data to be able to use it, to be able to control our guests and, and, you know, manage our guests. The only way you can do that is collecting better data. Going via OTAs is not going to help you because they're never going to give you that good data. Um, And I think the landscape is interesting. You know, I think hotels need to adapt. Absolutely. 100 percent. All companies will be needing to adapt you know if you don't adapt now you're going to be in a lot of trouble my my girlfriend's parents uh hotel actually it's a very small one it's 20 rooms they put together this package where you can go and stay in one of these outdoor rooms um you don't need to see anyone you go straight there you check in online um, and then there's no more buffet you know no breakfast buffet it's food which is going to be driven to your room left outside knock on the door here's your food here's you know everything that you need and that's a way of adapting. And, and they went from having no bookings a month ago to being fully sold out for, for the next several weeks, which is, is fantastic. It's, it's the way you've got to change your mindset. Look at what, what factors can you control? What can you, what can you do to adapt? Um, and I think looking at the landscape between hotel tech and hoteliers is quite interesting. So hotel tech is going to be difficult for some tech providers. The ones which are pr- less relevant i mean you know of course all all tech is relevant and if you if you're selling it or representing it it's it's relevant but i think the ones which um focus on nice to haves rather than necessities will will find it a pretty tricky period I, if you are in in hotel tech i would i would recommend that you figure out how your tech impacts revenue and lead with that because hotels will be looking at every penny they have every cent and saying, right, what return on investment is this going to bring? What revenue is this really going to bring? Um, so that's one side of the, the challenge for hotel tech. The second challenge is is resources. You know, if they've had to let people go or whatever, um, they're going to need to make sure that they can do more with less. Yes. And I think you're also in a good position. You know, if you are recruiting, if you are thinking, Hey, we need a position for this, you should have the pick of the market right now because a lot of people have unfortunately lost their jobs. Um, and, will be actively looking and there will be some very, very strong talent out there um, that you can attract to, to your company for sure. For sure.
0: Have you any kind of personal focuses for yourself for the rest of the year? Or kind of...
1: Yeah, I think per, for my personal focus, it's about, um, I mean, yeah, stay staying healthy, uh, you know, I started doing like a lunchtime sort of half an hour workout or run. Um, I, I started doing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not this I've never done this before, but I started doing a 21 day meditation, which is actually quite good. I I, I had low expectations, but it's, it's, I'm quite enjoying it. It's like 10, 15 minutes every, every day. I'm halfway through that. For the rest of the year, in terms of work, in terms of of business, I mean, the key thing is making sure that the partners are okay, that they're using the resources that they have properly and that they're looking to the future. Um, I do think we will bounce back for sure. And I think it will bounce back. I'm hoping it will bounce back quicker than, a lot of people are expecting and the more that people focus on data and and clean data, you know, the idea of we're seeing it now with a lot of group, bigger groups that have thousands of, of points of data, I'm talking like hundreds of thousands, even a group of 10 or 20 hotels, they're going to have hundreds of thousands of profiles in their PMSs and they're realizing now, Oh, we actually need to clean it, not just on a email basis, Mm-hmm. But way, way deeper than that, we need to clean it on a, you know, tag the data on company, on interests, on, on preferences, on phone number, location, all this stuff. The more you can understand that data and then merge it all together and figure out, oh, person A, you know, John Smith has actually stayed at six of our properties 15 times in the last two years. We had no idea. You know, is that
0: is that where you're kind of seeing the the overlap between the system? So like your PMS is talking to the the. The POS, and then so you're able to see that John Smith has stayed in your hotel six times. He always has dinner. He always has breakfast. He always likes to check in late, and so you're almost like predetermining everything that might happen for him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you
1: can if you can set up a message that John Smith is coming to stay at your hotel, or once he makes that booking, and it's like right, John Smith's coming. We know that he likes the top floor because he has problems with sleeping. We know that he prefers softer pillows and we know that he always buys a nice bottle of red wine when he arrives. Those three things we're going to reach out to him proactively and say, Hey, we've already put you in a top floor. We've got the soft pillows ready for you. Do you want us to add that bottle of room to your bill? And if he's going to get that and he's going to go, wow, this hotel really knows who I am. And then he walks through the door of course. And you say, Hey John, welcome back. It's your fifth time you've stayed here. You know, last time you actually stayed in a different property uh, in the same group. Um, and we made a note that you, you like soft pillows. So we've got soft pillows ready for you. You know, can we do Excellent. anything else for you? And thinking like that is just like, it's a game changer because he's going to have a great experience. He's going to spend more. He's going to come back and he's going to leave great reviews as well. So it's a, it's a full, full success for the journey for sure.
0: And then one final quick question, whilst well, I'm just conscious of, of your time. Any, any bold predictions for, for 2021 or where you kind of see the industry going as a whole?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, I, I like bold predictions because I think um, people are often maybe afraid to make them because it might sound a bit, you know, out there. And, you know, if you'd have said this time last year that 90% of the hotels in the world would be closed, people would go, nah, what are you talking about? So bold predictions are great and I have one. Um, my bold prediction for 2021 is the fall of booking.com. Very bold. <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. So, I, I mean, th- so there's, there's three things, right? You need... First of all, hotels need to, to realize why they need to also develop direct booking strategies, right? They need to move away from OTAs, at least, um, you know, first time guests through an OTA, fine, no problem, but don't keep getting your guests repeatedly through OTAs. So that's the first one. The second thing, hotels, previously to this, they've never really had the tools to be able to do this, to capture guests and to keep them. Now they do. The tools are available you know, companies like Revenate can help them with that. And the third one is um, public knowledge. So the actual public need to know what the difference is between booking with booking.com and with directly on the website. And I think now during this period when booking.com have done a few PR faux pas, mm-hmm. now is the time when the public is starting to get an understanding of, Oh, this company actually has a huge impact on the industry um, and maybe we should take a second thought when we make our next hotel booking. If you kind of snowball that effect down the hill, the snowball gets bigger, then people, hopefully, you know, when hotels can make better websites, they can improve the booking engines, they can capture their guest info, then they can make an easier booking on a, on a direct on a website. Throw all that into the mix and then hopefully that sort of, you know, has a major impact on them on some major OTAs, which have, have let's be honest, been a bit of a pain over the last few years.
0: Yeah, definitely. I am to agree. No, really appreciate your, your time, Will, and thanks for sharing that with us. And thanks very much for having me. Your nice. time, it's been a, bit, it's a bit of pleasure. Thank you, appreciate it.